Welcome to this week's Rugby Pod World Cup Media Roundup. I'm Andy Rowe. New Zealand and South Africa will each attempt to win their fourth titles in next week's final in Paris. The All Blacks crushed Argentina 44-6 in the opening semi-final on Friday night. We hear from the All Blacks camp. The Springboks had to come from behind with a 78th minute penalty from Andre Pollard giving them a 16-15 win over England. We hear from the Springboks camp as they look to become just the second country to win back-to-back World Cup titles. We also hear from the England camp after they came within a whisker of causing a massive upset. Steve, I know in first uh, commiserations that was a an incredible effort from you. Uh, can you just sum up your your feelings about the way your players have performed today because I'm not sure what else you could have given as a team yeah sat here, sat here disappointed but um, unbelievably proud unbelievably proud of what this this group's done over the past uh, five months together it's not all it's not all going our way but to to build up to a performance like we did today uh, ultimately to 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 come short to a to a to a great team like South Africa but um yeah I, I'm sat here disappointed, but but unbelievably proud of, of what this group's done. Steve, if we'd have said before the game that you were going to give South Africa a run for their money up front, a few people might not have seen quite the dominance that England got. We got people like George Martin really stepping up. What have you got to say about that forward performance? It was something quite exceptional. I think I think the whole team performance was was strong. We're disappointed. We we came here with a plan to win the game. And we fell, we fell a little bit short, uh, not far short, but a little bit short. So we're desperately disappointed with it. But I think, as Owen talked about there, the, the players should be incredibly proud of of what they have done and continue to do as they represent England rugby. What sort of a platform do you think you've got now to springboard um, the rest of England's season and also your personal journey uh, as England head coach? Well, I think as you look at the team, it was... I think that team today, in that 23, I think there were seven players at 25 or under. That's the most of any of the semi-finalists. I think South Africa had one, 25 or under. So I think that there's, a, there's a great blend within this squad and there'll be lots of things we'll take as we go forward from this. We put ourselves in a position to win the semi-final against the current world champions and the current uh, world number one. So the players done very well. We're obviously disappointed because we thought we were going to win. Hi, Owen. Um Aside from the defeat, the, the how much do you enjoy this as a contest? And can I just ask what happened at the end with, with Willie LaRue? Oh, it was nothing. It was nothing. Just a misunderstanding. Um, yeah, no, the, the contest was always going to be a good one. I think, I think we, knew that, we knew that before the game. But as I said, as I said before, we're, we're, sat, we're sat here disappointed um, from the result. Um, I thought the fight that we showed throughout, throughout the game again, we thought we... We might have done enough to win, but uh, unfortunately, we South Africa had a bit to say in that. So, uh, congratulations to them. Did you feel you had them rattled in the first half? I, I felt like we were playing well. I felt like we were we were playing to our plan. I felt like we were we were showing what we were capable of, and uh, to do that on a on a, a stage like this in the semi final is exactly what you want. Any complaints with the scrum penalties at the end? Obviously, that they were kind of took their toll, didn't they? So firstly, just on that, and then secondly, from where you started to where you ended this tournament, or where you're at now, how much growth have you seen in this in this uh, team and squad? Number one, around the scrum, no, I won't. I think the question was any issues 
now's not the time to be talking about things like that. Now's the time just to just have the overall reflections. Um, I've always been proud of these players and I'm proud to be involved in with the England rugby team. I know I'll have at home a couple of young boys who are going to be bitterly disappointed and I'm sure there's lots of people around that are proud but also gutted back in England I'm sure there's lots of millions of people that are. And I've said this to you before, I care about these players, I care about these supporters and I care about English rugby. And what I see is a group of guys who are doing as much as they possibly can to set an example, to build a team, to have supporters proud of them. And they're led by this man next to me, who I think has been a, and continues to be a phenomenal player and an incredible leader of this team. Steve, what do you feel changed the course of the game in the last 10 to 15 minutes? And also, if you think that this kind of game plan is kind of embedded in the English rugby DNA? In terms of the analysis of the game, I'm not going to go into an analysis of the game now because I'll, I'll go through it in detail and I'll be able to do a proper analysis. And if you want to chat later in the week, I'll give you a proper analysis of the game. Um, as for the, the game plan tonight, as for how we come as a team, you're, you're, we're playing against a team there that's had a coaching team that's been in place since the middle of 2018. They had 18 months to the World Cup and won, did an incredible achievement to win the 2019 World Cup and there's had four years since then of continuous development, bringing players through and the coaching team has been really, really consistent. For us, we've had four months as a coaching team with, these, with the players and the, I've asked the players to approach training in a different way. I've asked them to approach the way we think about the game in a different way and to ask them to do that and the players to be willing to change, I think that's all credit to them because they have been willing to change. They have been willing to try some different things and tonight was another example of that and um, I'm really grateful to them for the attitude they bring every day. Jacques, uh, just a question. One point victory against France, one point victory against England today. Was there a moment uh, during the match that you were perceiving maybe this match slipping away or there was always confidence and trust in what the guys were doing on the pitch? Thank you. Yes, I'm, I must start with uh, probably paying a lot of credit to, to, um, to England. I thought they were outstanding on the night. They, they had a very good tactical plan and, and they really put us under a lot of pressure. And it's something that we will have to go and have a look at and we will have to improve if New Zealand decides to maybe use the same tactic. But it took us some time to, to, to get to, to grip with it. But yes, I think um, that's probably the, the strength of, of, of this team is that they find a way, uh, even if we don't play well, even if we, our things aren't going our way, they find a way to get a result, you know, and it, it took them probably 70 minutes to get into a position to, to, to get a foothold in the game. But the one thing, they, they just refused to give up. Uh, they fought to the end. So very, very proud of that. Once again, the bomb squads worked really well and some players appear to have been better performers than, than the starters. Are you considering changing your, your, starting, your starting team? Because the, these guys from the bomb squad are always having a huge impact on the game. Like I've mentioned before, in terms of our team selection, sometimes when we select a team and it's a seven-one, there's a there's a big thing about about the bench or five-three. It might be an eight-zero next week or four-four or six-two. 
But the main thing, it's a squad, a squad of 23 players, and everybody's got a role and a responsibility. So the fact that the bomb squad or the guys off the bench come onto the field is because the guys who started laid the foundation, you know. So I think that's what sometimes people miss. They see the performance of the guys coming on, but you don't know how much uh, the starters took out of the team that they play against. So, no, it, it, it is 100% something that we discuss with the players and they understand how it works. It's it's not, we don't have an A and a B side or it's not, the bench is not, not sometimes we will start with a guy like uh, Ox and uh, then Kitsi is on the bench. So, it's, it's we don't operate like that. Captain Sia. From the start of the tournament, there's been messages from the Rugby Africa president to the box. Not sure if you've been receiving them, but uh, he's been showing support that Africa stands with you and wishes you all the best in the tournament. You've now qualified for the final. Have you been feeling the support of South Africa and the rest of the continent through your stay in France? Yes, definitely. We've definitely been... Um, been feeling the support. Uh, we've been seeing the support. Um, on, on our hotel, we have a, a video where, you know, where it's, uh, one of our sponsors gave us a, a screen so we can see the support, what's happening back at home. Mm. And we know the whole continent is honestly behind us. You know, some of the videos where people just sit and talk about how they feel and what it's doing for them. And I don't think there's any country in the world where people that don't have DSTV will go to a mall and all sit together and people keep the mall open and they sit there and they watch us play, you know, different from people from different walks of life. And I think that is exactly what's fueling um, the the team. And yeah, it's, it, it's special because we know we're not only representing South Africa, but the whole continent in general. And if we do become successful, the whole of Africa um, does, does win so we do see the support and we do appreciate it the game was not very uh, nice uh, to see and uh, south africa was not as good as uh, uh, one week ago do you consider this victory as a little miracle like <laughs> england is a world-class team england is completely different to what they were a year ago we and they had a great they had an amazing game plan today which we took long to get um, to adapt to And it, this, these things happen, you know. Um, it, the thing that I take out of this game is the fact that we're able to dig deep and fight to get that victory. And we, we're so grateful that we can be in a position to defend the, the cup again. I know a lot of teams wouldn't be able to get out of that and get, get a win like that. So it doesn't matter how ugly it is or how ugly it is to, to watch the game. If we get a victory, there's not going to say that it was an ugly victory. It's going to say South Africa won and, and that's all we take for next week. That's all we needed. Your decision to remove your number 10 after 31 minutes, it was described as um, brave and brutal. But can you talk through the thinking there? Was it pre-planned? Was it game state? And if so, why? And, and how the player took it, how money kind of reacted to that? Yeah, I think like, like Sia said, uh, that, that's the beauty of this group. We open and honest And because we have the right players, uh, the, the players accept it. Sometimes things aren't going your way. You know, we've done it with, uh, I, can, I can say numerous, uh, we, we've done it with Bongi in 2018 where we took him off after 30 minutes. He was just 
for that specific day, he was just not uh, uh, on fire, you know. But he started the next week again. The same with a guy like Billy. Uh, we we took him off early because things didn't go his way. And and the the main thing is everything is for the team, you know, and they understand that. And uh, and that's the beauty of the squad, you know. You open and honest, and and and. The, Players take it on the chin, and it doesn't mean that he won't start next week. You know, it, it's it, it's just unfortunately sometimes it's like that. You know, uh, I, we didn't miss a kick at goal tonight. Uh, every single opportunity we 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 got, we we utilized, uh, and both him and Andre. You know, that that the kick that he also kicked in the beginning was a was a tough one. Uh, but it's just listen. That's that's how it is. Uh, uh, it, it's for South Africa. It, uh, you you. It's not for the individual. It's not for the ego. It's not for. It's for South Africa. And in South Africa, we get messages. Uh, Tracy, Full Monk, Full Monk and, yeah. and and the school kids, and we, we see every single message they send to us, and and it's for them. So we can't put our egos in front of that. Uh, South Africa is more important. The Springboks are more important uh, than anything else. Congratulations, uh, Jacques and Sia. Sia, can I just ask you about Jacques in, ahead of his last week with the Springboks before he, he, he moves to Ireland? What has he brought to the party? We saw the emotion that he had at, at the end of the game. As a coach, what has he brought to you and this group? It's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was 18 years old. I got my... I was contracted with the Cheetahs, and then I got out. I was able to go to Western Province. And that's when I met Jacques, when I got to the Institute, when I was um, 18 years old, um, turning 19. And him and Coach Rassi used to come to the Institute. The Institute is like, it's an academy, the Western Province Academy. Um, that's where our, our, my, our foundation is a group. Eben was there, Franz Malebe. There's a lot of other guys who play professional that are there. So when Jack and them came, it was normally the full contact there. We call it Compass Thumb. You had to show who you are. And, and I remember every time they came, it was intense. And I got to know him then already. And then as I went on, he became my senior coach. And one thing that I love about him is he, uh, he goes far deeper than what's happening on the field. He got to know me. He got to know my family. He got to know my reasons why I do what I do. When he speaks to us as a team, him and Coach Rassi, they don't encourage us about tackle hard and all of that. We all know what that is. He goes on who am I playing for, what's driving us. And he knows my family. He knows my kids. He knows them by name. And he asks me, how am I doing as a person? And that is why I can go and give everything for him on the field because he cares about the person. He cares about Sia, the Sia from the township. He tries and brings him out of me every time I, I play. And for the teams, and especially in big moments, and he sits and he, and he, and he talks about each and every single player our journey, it, it's so special to be known as a person, not just as an object or just as a rugby player. And that's what he brings um, to this team. And the fact that he allows families to be around, how much he loves it to see our kids running around. I know some teams are not allowed to have families, but that kind of family environment, that's what it creates for us as this team. And I've enjoyed every single year that I've worked with him and the tough times too when he comes and calls me out why didn't you work there he's always honest and he's always yeah it's I, I can't explain how much I've enjoyed and it was tough when he went away for two years but when he came back again it's like we clicked we didn't have to get to learn each other him and coach Rassi they just came in and they 
they change things, you know, uh, because they love they love the country. But I know wherever he goes, they they're gonna be lucky to have him because the amount of work he puts in, the detail he gets into, it makes life so much easier for me. All I have to do just watch a, a screen and see the opportunities that are there. So yeah, he's a special coach and he's a special human being, most of all, an amazing father and a great husband. So yeah, we'll miss him and I'll be always forever be thankful because i remember when i first met him i couldn't tackle after that year we're playing copper stamp every day i had to learn how to tackle hi question for ian please first of all your team uh, looks never more dangerous than when she's enjoying her rugby as as it's going right now your team seems to take a lot of pleasure playing uh, playing rugby And the second side of the question, it would be on more personal point of view. You, Ian, you've been through some hard times with this team. And now you are in the, in the final of the Rugby World Cup. Do you take this as a sort of revenge or do you enjoy, you know, facing the critics saying, guys, you know, I'm, I'm in a final, so you can say whatever you want? You know, I'd love to jump to the second question first, but I better start with the first question. The answer to the first question is you have to enjoy your work, but it's not like a focus for us to go out there and and have fun, but it is a focus to make sure that, you know, we, we want to go and execute our game to the to the level that, that we need to. And, and and I think the team takes a lot of pride when they do that. You know, the work that the, the, the leaders and the players are doing and, and how they're training, it's a real credit to them. They're working hard and they're... And, And as you go through tournaments, you have to really enjoy it. You know, it's, um, there's a lot of pressure. And if you don't uh, celebrate moments and have moments that put a smile on your face, then it become a long old time. So, look, I'm delighted with the attitude of the team. In, in regard to, to me, I'm part of a group, uh, and I'm proud of the group. I'm proud of this coaching group. They're working hard, and, and they're linking well with the players, and the players are contributing heavily to, to what we're doing, and there's a nice synergy about it. So... Of that, I am very proud. But, you know, one more week. There's nothing, it's not, it's not a personal agenda here. This is about the All Blacks, and it's always about the team. And things that happen to individuals in the team, and, and the, clearly they've happened to me, but it's doesn't change. Team comes first. All the decisions we make have to be about what's the best thing for the team. And and right now, we're we're doing a lot of those decisions together as a group, and it's working well. Yeah, question for, for Sam, just to follow up on that a little bit. Um, do you remember what the mindset was after, you know, you lost to South Africa and then to France and a lot of people writing you off? Did you take some of the criticism on board or you just shrug it off? And what's the mindset now? Uh, I suppose like criticism and stuff, that, that outside noise is, is something that we've sort of become accustomed to doing our best to block out and we focus on what's important within the group. And because of that, you know, we know there's, there's not much to be gained by that. So we just focus on and we, and we trust the coaching staff immensely. We trust the plan and um, we're in a sort of different stage as a team at that point. Um, a very different team we rolled out. Um, we've had some guys coming back from injury and, and now for a few weeks consistently we've had the squad in a really good place in terms of full health and, and full training. And so yeah, it feels like we've, we've built nicely to this point. In... I know your forward pack laid on a mighty foundation for you tonight, but can you just speak to your two wings, one coming back in a difficult situation and another, I guess, um, having some fun out there. Can you just speak to the uh, performance of those two guys and how important they were in, in a quality overall effort? 
Yeah, played well. And had to because I thought Leicester played well last week too, and and he's put a put the pressure on. But you know, Mark was strong in the in the close quarter areas, and it was that sort of game. He enjoys going close like that, and thought he did that well. Defended really well, and you know, I thought Will, you know, just shows how good he is at finishing things off. Um, so you know, their 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 combination I think has worked well from the start of the year. You know, we we put a bit of time into that during the rugby championship, and. Um, and are really delighted with the combination they've got, you know, and you've got the sort of the glue in between them, which which is Bodie, which is he's the communicator that sort of connects the dots largely. So, look, they're going good, and but they're going to need to. Uh, Ian, I, th- I think you opted to finish the game with 14 men and uh, the nature of the contest, your dominance allowed you to um, go to the bench early in the second half, and I think whatever happens tomorrow, you'll have an extra day recovery, do you think you're going to be able to leverage those things going into the final? Oh, I don't think they'll make a massive difference. I mean, finals are finals, and um, everyone will be prepared. Whoever we play, they'll, they'll be prepared 100%. But um, it, it was an opportunity for us to, to make sure that we look after our resources the best we could. Really didn't see a need of putting Scooter back on, only from the perspective that if he had another little yellow card and sit in the next five minutes, it might have made it a little bit niggly. So for us, it was a just a precautionary type decision to, to keep him off and kind of would have preferred Damien to kick that ball out in the 81st minute, but he doesn't always listen to me. The victors of England-South Africa await next week. Presumably you'll watch that game with your feet up um, tomorrow night. What are you expecting from that game and um, who do you want to win? I'll be watching it, probably have some popcorn and um, sit there and watch it and I don't care who wins, to be honest. You know, I think um, we're very much in a focus about ourselves stage at this moment and I think, you know, one thing that extra day does give us, it gives us a bit of a, a, a chance to have a break mentally and and not to spend too much juice worrying about if it's them, if it's them. So, look, they're both good teams. You've got one team that's, you know, South Africa's been playing some brilliant rugby the last few weeks and clearly on top of their game, but we've also seen an English team that sort of has just built away quietly and is really probably starting to, you know, they understand how they want to play and they're starting to get really good at how they want to play and believe in that. So it'll be an interesting contrast to styles.